Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super excited for today's episode, as I know all of you are that are listening. Thursdays, obviously, when you are listening to this, are my interview episode days, which I know you guys all in love. Uh, now being well over 400 episodes in, uh, you know that we you know, love sharing the stories uh, of, of what other people have done in business and how they got to, the, to where they are. Um, so who I have for you today, Doug Cornfield, obviously he's an author, speaker, uh, future podcast host, but um, he's best known for putting together uh, sports camps for uh, disabled kids and just creating incredible experiences. Myself, uh, being a camp goer for so many years, I was at sleepover camp for seven years, uh, some of the best memories of my life. But what I love, Doug um, brings together an incredible environment, not only for learning and growing, but creating those lasting memories that people talk about for years and years to come, you know, being 43, uh, I still uh, am connected to my camp buddies. We still reminisce and talk about the days of when we were 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. So with that being said, Doug, welcome to today's episode. Oh, thanks for having me, Scott. It's really a privilege to be here and, and it's a privilege to do what I do. You know, people don't realize, you know, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing. I left the Merrill Lynch world. I was a senior financial advisor. I was an entrepreneur, all those kind of things. Uh, but when you meet somebody that completely changes your life and you get to do what I do, it's a privilege. So let's talk about that. You know, you, you have a background in, in financial services, uh, an advisor, uh, all those things. And, and from outside looking in, people say, well, Doug, why would you ever leave the, the money world? That's, you know, you know, you were probably making a really good living. You know, yeah, with seven what, kids at home, no less. Yeah, and, and so what was that? What was that catalytic moment for you where the light bulb, you know, got turned on, it was lit up and, and it has sent you down this path that you're currently on? So probably a couple of things. Uh, one is there was a big change in the industry. Uh, we had that uh, bailout money. Uh, I didn't like what went on in the industry. People, people were getting millions of dollars of bonuses after getting taxpayer money to be bailed out of a failed industry. And so just quite frankly, that didn't sit very well with me. It was harder for me to take my, my client's fees. Um, so, so I moved on from that, but I didn't move on without probably the real reason. Uh, the real reason is I had gotten to know a guy named Dave Clark. Uh, Dave Clark is, uh, was, had become a friend of mine. He's got, a, I call the greatest, mostly unknown sports story. Uh, Dave was a polio survivor. I met him in 2000 with my young boy at the time. I had a little boy that was born with no arms. And I got to meet this guy who played professional baseball in the minor leagues for 10 years pitching on his crutches uh, with virtually no use of his legs. And so when you meet somebody like that and, and just the, the way the stars aligned for me to get to know Dave and become a friend, he became a client. I got to know more about his story. I pushed him to write his first book uh, that he did with a, with a sports art, a sports uh, newspaper uh, writer from our area. And, you know, I didn't know that I was going to be traveling all over the country with this man years later, but I did see entrepreneurial 
opportunity as well. Um, I felt like a movie deal was was possible, knowing even how hard that was, because I actually worked in the children's entertainment industry in the 90s and had a successful sales um, force that I had that I had trained and, and served with. And so I felt like there was real potential. Uh, there's stories and then there's stories like Dave's 10 years in the minor leagues, uh, playing on crutches and being a coach in the Olympics and being a successful coach in the major leagues over in Sweden and even playing as a player in the major leagues in Sweden and all of these things. He's the last owner of the last uh, Negro League team that ever played the Indianapolis Clowns. There's so many things to his resume that just would make your head spin. And, and so when I met him with my little boy in my arms, that was a big game changer. And so when I left Merrill Lynch, I was working on another business concept at the time. Um, but really, my heart was to work with Dave. And eventually, after I got his first speaking event, and you could have heard a pin drop when you had this little guy, five foot two, get up on his crutches at a sports um, conference, and then there wasn't a dry eye at the end, I knew I had something. And, you know, again, there are so many of these, I would say, unsung, untold hero stories out there. And, yep. you know, when we first connected months back, uh, what you shared with me about Dave, that was the first I had ever heard of it. I, I've been a sports fan my entire life. And, and again, it, it's people like you that meet people like Dave that bring that story to light and to life where it gives other people hope. You, you hear these kind of stories all the time where people right. have had to go through certain adversities and had to overcome certain obstacles because, you know, there's that kid sitting at home that is uh, potentially disabled in some way that feels like, you know, I'm never going to be able to play baseball. I'm never going to be able to play sports. But then they they hear about the story of Dave Clark. Right. And and it, it, it shines a light on them and it lights and sparks a fire for them. So how how important was it for you to first really get to know Dave on on a personal level? that was then going to allow you to, you know, leverage that personal relationship and spread his, his word and his message of being able to overcome anything um, that you're still spreading today. Right. Well, at first it was confusing. Um, I have an athletic background myself. I was a full scholarship athlete. We played every sport in my age group. So we played baseball, basketball, football, street hockey, ice hockey, you know, whatever it was, we played it. And so, and my father was in the sporting goods industry. So I was around legends. I met Jesse Owens when I was a kid, you know, we, I was there when OJ Simpson, I met Bruce Jenner at his, at his uh, track meets, you know, back in the day before he was Caitlin. And so all of those things, you know, that was a norm for me. And so being in the sports industry and growing up, watching these folks, uh, Dave Clark even played in my hometown in the Reading Phillies at the municipal stadium where I grew up watching the Reading Phillies, the minor league team. And I never heard about him, never. And when I was studying for my series seven, this is back in 2000, I read an article about him, you know, and it just completely changes your direction, changes your mind. But I was confused. It didn't make sense that a five foot two guy on crutches was playing professional baseball, unless it was a gimmick, unless it was a Harlem Globetrotter type thing or something had to be something like that. And then as it would be, Dave and I were moving back to the same little small town of Corning, New York, where I'd met my wife. And he grew up in that little town and he had just finished 10 years of career in pitching and coaching in, in Sweden. And, uh, and lo and behold, I was able to meet him. 
And I started peppering him with questions. Now, initially, my questions were, what did your parents do? I wanted to know how a successful man became a man, because I have a child with born with neither arm. And I wanted to gain from that experience, from the child's experience growing up with parents. And one of the big lessons that I learned there was that he didn't, his parents didn't hold him back when he wanted, when he was dreaming about something that was crazy, even if they thought it was crazy too, they let him go and do it because wanting to play professional baseball on crutches sounds pretty crazy. And most parents, what's your initial response going to be? Oh, you can't do that. Don't do that. Do something else. His parents didn't do that. And so when, he, so when my child had crazy thoughts, I'd always just let him think it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to do him any good yet, but we'll see. Um, but with Dave, his parents didn't hold him back. I want to go play ice hockey. Uh, Dave, you can't skate. I don't care. I'm going to play ice hockey. So what did he do? He was the goalie. He had to think differently. And so I learned the perspectives over the years. And, but really, it was quite confusing because I know what it takes to play minor league baseball and to be a professional athlete. And Dave didn't have the tools. But when I got to learn his story and how he used his mind to overcome his limitations, that was that was the you know, that was when I started to become a believer. So in, in, in knowing Dave's story now a little bit more deeply and the journey that he had to go through uh, and you yourself having a son uh, born with no arms, how did that affect you as a father? Uh, knowing that uh, there are outlets out there uh, like the story of Dave Clark for your own son, where he can go and accomplish anything that he wants to. Probably it affected me multiple ways, you know, and that one of the things that I just said is Dave's parents let him dream. And I wanted to let my son dream, you know, and maybe it's not in sports. Maybe it's, he loves it. My son's actually a history buff. And so I was like, okay, you know, follow your passions, whatever they are. He did, he did get into karate, did very well in karate, my son. And uh, he's not really sports minded. That's not his thing. He's got, he's got an older brother that was an all American runner and is a, is a coach at the highest level at Northern Arizona university now, but, and he's got two younger brothers that are athletes, all those things, but that's just not, that's not his thing. Um, but I want him to figure out his thing. And so when he's dreaming, I want to let that go. I want, I want to not get in the way as best that I can. Now, you don't try to tell a ch child that they can hold a train back and they get in the middle of the tracks and, and get wiped out. Um, but you have to do it with some kind of, uh, some kind of knowledge in, in your brain as far as what's going to help, help your child. But you don't want to hold them back unnecessarily. And, and so that was a big lesson that I learned from Dave. And then, and then just knowing you got to think differently. That's a, probably the biggest issue. Use your brain. Even Dave and I were talking a couple of days ago, and he, he often brings this up, that your most important body, you know, your most important muscle is the muscle between your, between your ears. And, and there's even, you know, I'm working with a neuro specialist right now, and, and there's, is it a muscle? Is your brain a muscle? Is it not a muscle? Is it just tissue? You know, what is it? And, you know, but from Dave's perspective, it's an important muscle. And uh, using that to its fullest capabilities and so when you do hit a roadblock, how do you get around it? How do you get over it? How do you get you know, through it, under it, whatever the scenario was? And, and, and that's what he had to figure out. He had to look at things differently. And so that was, a, that was a real learning curve for us. And then even with some of the themes that we work on right now, like our podcast is called Pulling Each Other Along, which we are recording now. And I'm, I'm putting some older, our old podcast shows 
and re-editing. Just did one about Dick and Rick Hoyt. Uh, if you don't know the Dick and Rick Hoyt story, go find Pulling Each Other Along. It's fascinating. What would a father do for his son? Um, well, push him in a push him in a cart and uh, push do him in marathons and do him in the the, the Iron Man finishing the Iron Man. The Dick and Rick Hoyt story is fascinating. And so, what would a child do for his son? Well, that's basically what I was learning from Dave's parents, you know. And so, did I do it perfectly? I don't know. I guess I'll find out. I got seven pretty good, great kids. Uh, most people don't have seven kids, but uh, I do. And uh, they're all different. They're all in different trajectories. And Gideon's on his own trajectory. But, you, you know, you really learn not to get in their way and to let them dream their own dreams. Now, you know, through Dave's story, obviously, you learned a lot. But um, what do you think you learned uh, lesson-wise or, um, you know, big picture-wise, uh, you know, going on that same journey, you know, with your son, you know, uh, allowing him to, to dream big and, and, and yeah. not be held back by anything. What were some of the things that you took away from that? So, you know, Dave and I, we've had so many stories and there's, there's one story that we talk about. It's his story, but I think it's relevant to this question. Um, Dave was in gym class in 1950, 1960, probably as a new gym teacher, but you got to set the stage because up until third grade, Dave was never allowed to participate in phys ed class. And so he was put on the sidelines. They had a seat for him. Here, go sit down, watch, watch your fellow classmates uh, participate, whatever the, whatever the drill was, he sat and watched. He was conditioned to sit and watch. New gym teacher, military man comes into the gym, the gymnasium, tells everybody what they're going to do. They claps their hands, tells everybody to get in line. And Dave waddles off with his crutches looking for a chair, but it's not there. Gets extremely, you know, where do you think you're going? Yelled at, gets scared. The gym teacher uh, signals for him to come and talk to him. And basically that gym teacher changed his life. He says, uh, you know, in my class, you're going to try everything. You're going to literally do You're going to try everything. You might not be able to do everything, but we're going to figure that out. What well, was the rope climb, Aaron? Scott and um, he he goes up, drops, holds onto the rope. It's his turn. He's thinking there's no way in the world he's getting to the top. And what he does next, the crutches drop. He starts. He's got his braces on. He's only eight years old. He starts putting one little fist over the next, and that's exactly what we do. We just take that one little step at a time, one little fist over the next. And uh, when you hit that brick wall, when you fall down, you get back on the rope. You take one little step over the next, one little hand over the next. Well, Dave got about three quarters of the way, and this is probably the bigger lesson, is he was completely gasped. So now he's dangling. His legs are dangling with leg braces on, those heavy leg braces. And uh, it's that inner spirit that came next for him, which is, all right, I got to finish. And you take that next, that next step, and he was the only child in his class to get to the top. Burned the heck of his hands. You know, he burned down the rope because he couldn't slow himself down, burned his hands, called that the best burn he ever got. But it's that approach of just taking that one hand over fist. And when you think you're finished, you got to go a little further. Amazing. Now, obviously, you've been in the, in the world of putting together uh, sports camps for, for kids with disabilities. Um, you know, talk to the audience a little bit about that aspect and, and how gratifying that has been for you, uh, putting these camps on for these kids and, and seeing them grow uh, while participating. Well, one, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to get to do that, get to things, to get to do the things we do, even get to meet the people that we get to meet with. Because you know, you know, I go on these shows, podcasts, uh, interviews. We've done some big speaking keynote type events. We get to meet 
quote important people. I think everybody's important, but um, you know, we get to meet some people that I wouldn't necessarily get to meet. Like Rocky Blyer has become a great friend. If you don't know Rocky Blyer's story, he's in my new book, uh, Pulling Each Other Along. Uh, there was a movie made of Rocky back in 1980, one of the great Pittsburgh Steelers of the 70s. And, um, you know, Rocky's just an amazing person. So you get to meet people and, and, not, and not just meet them like in a business sense, you get to be friends with them, you know, and that's, that's a real privilege. I have a five-time Olympian friend that I stay with down in Florida, you know, and all of that was because I'm doing these sports camps. So it's a privilege from that perspective, but it's an honor when you go, just go watch one of my videos of Disability Dream and Do. And when you see like in my last video that we put together in Rochester, um, you can go see this little boy. He's in a, he's in a, he's in a, he's in a walker. And Dave Stevens, my other Dave, which is a whole nother story. I've got another Dave born with no legs, seven time Emmy award winner is having a catch with this little boy. It's like a two feet away kind of catch. And this boy catches a ball and you would have thought it was Christmas day because he cheers like you've never seen cheering exuberance coming out of this little boy hands going up and down. I can catch, I can catch, you know, and it's just, it's making those kind of moments. If people don't get that video, then they're not going to get what we do. But I have thousands of those moments happening and sometimes simultaneously, you can't even catch them. Um, and so one of the ways that I experience the camp is actually not at the camp itself because I'm trying to direct it, trying to do all the little things, make it happen. I get to watch the video. I, I actually make it a habit to uh, edit the pictures that I get the next day because I clip them off, I crop them, and then I print them out and I give them out to the family the next day at our events. It's usually a baseball game or a hockey, hockey event. It's a hockey game. Uh, and they get, we, I print out pictures, you know, real pictures, not digital pictures, real pictures. But I crop them usually that night or the morning after, get them printed real quick at the hour print shops. But that's the way I experience it. Then I get to see these thousand pictures of all the things that were happening in our camp. And it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Love that. So what are you working on now? Obviously, uh, you're doing a lot of great things, but what's the big focus that you're obviously putting the time and attention on right now that the audience needs to know about? So you know, probably the big thing I'm working right now, Scott, is that we are pivoting our fundraising. It's, um, you know, we haven't done a lot in the nonprofit world. I mean, if people want to give to us in the nonprofit world. We have a fund through what's now called the collaboration down in Southwest Florida and people can get their 501c3 donation and all that kind of stuff. And, and we get our grants there and we use that for some of the t-shirt expenses and this and that. Um, you know, but Dave and I have to live. And the other day we have to live, we have to eat, we have to breathe. And so a lot of our funding was coming from speaking events, product sales, book sales, all those kind of things. And we kind of hit a roadblock with COVID um, just to be honest. And so we're pivoting and we're pivoting to a really cool offer that we've put together. It's a, it's a mastermind event called pulling each other along mastermind event. And we are looking for just incredible entrepreneurs at high levels. And we're bringing pro athletes together with these entrepreneurs where they're going to meet with them for three days, two nights, um, nice hotels, all those kind of things. Meet Dave Clark, meet Dave Stevens. I got John Concat going. He was an Olympic gold medalist in basketball, NBA basketball. I got Rocky Blyer coming. Uh, we'll have some other professional athletes there to interact with. But to focus on uh, a problem for these men and, and uh, what it, what that, what's that problem? You say, oh, it's a terrible problem they have. Well, they've made, they've already made it. They've got lots of money. They've got lots of success, but now what do they do? 
Now, how do they protect that success? How do they expand? How do they give back? And so we're bringing these men together to network at a very high level to learn from each other for two nights. It's a high ticket event. It's not a cheap thing, but uh, we're, we have 25 seats um, and those 25 seats will go to these men for a couple of nights and then it, it'll fund probably a year to two years worth of camps for us. Amazing. And again, um, life is about experiences. <laughs> and, and again, that's exactly what you're doing. So how can people best find out about uh, this mastermind, uh, your book, your podcast? Uh, what, what's the best way for people to so reach pulling you? Pulling each other along is kind of our main um, website right now, pullingeotheralong.com. If they want to get a link to the mastermind event, we'll put it in, put it in the uh, comments here or your, your introductions here. Um, that's obviously we're going to potentially have those ongoing. Uh, that won't be just a one, a one-time event. We'll do some different types of events, uh, bringing people together, uh, maybe less expensive, maybe more expensive, just depending on how that goes. And um, D3 Day, if they really want to learn about the camps, D3 Day is where they sign up for camps, uh, where we have them listed. listed. Uh, we have a couple of events still coming up this year. One, a couple of them aren't listed. One of them is with uh, Florida Gulf Coast University. One of them uh, will be in Cape Coral, but not until like October. Uh, and then we have our home camp coming up uh, in Corning, New York. Uh, but most of our events over the years have actually been with professional baseball and hockey teams. Uh, we've already worked with the New York Yankees this year with their minor league team. We've worked with the Minnesota Twins. And our goal is to get back to where we're doing 15 to 20 events a year with these pro athletes. Awesome. Well, I'll leave all that information, obviously, as you mentioned, in the description of the episode so people can find out more. And Doug, final question before we sign off, what does success truly mean to you? That's, that's a big question. You know, I think we're all successful if we just are content where we are. You know, it, we're at the low points and we can still sleep. And when we're at the high points and we don't get too excited. Uh, so it's, to me, success is content wherever we are. Um, on the bigger side of success, you know, for us, the goals that we have is, uh, you know, getting this movie deal that we've signed of Dave Clark's story actually out to the theaters and out to the people. Um, that would be a, a kind of a big success to get that actually finished. Uh, but for me right now is being able to provide this opportunity for families, children and, and, and adults. We don't really put an age limit actually on our events, Scott. It's, it's, it's all ages intellectual challenges, physical challenges. They're out there doing baseball and hockey drills. And then obviously we want to expand to some other sports. I'm looking into doing golf um, and keeping that going. But success to me there for Disability Dream and Do is that it's still going long after Dave and I are here. Love that. It's the, it's the legacy that you leave while you're still living, not, yes. not when you're gone. And That's um, right. again, it, it also, you know, to touch on something that you said, it's uh, acknowledging that we achieve success in every facet in every level of our journey. Uh, whether you look back and it was the bad times or the good times, there's right. always something uh, of success to be looked at uh, and to be felt. So Doug, thank you so much again for being here today. Thanks, uh, grateful for the time and, and looking forward to people to connect with you further about what you're doing. Very good. Look for pulling each other along.com and uh, we hope to see you there. Awesome. So as a reminder, everyone, just go to the description of the episode to find out about Doug and all the programs that he has, his mastermind, his book, his podcast, and everything else. And everyone, 
depending upon where you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, as always, please do leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you loved most about this episode and what you would like to see more of. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your days and I'll talk to you next time. Bye everyone. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved, or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy, and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.